I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hey everybody, welcome back to our Friday episode. We are recording this uh, this interview on May 31st, so a lot could probably change by the time you're hearing this. As it stands right now, uh, New York, and especially New York City, is really an epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak here in the United States with close to 80,000 cases and the state being told to shelter in place until at least April 15th. Businesses have literally been ground to a halt. Uh, Today, we have Miguel Rodriguez on today, owner of City Dog Pack, and uh, we, by the way, have another interview with him coming out, a full interview, talking about his business and, and his background. So today, we wanted to let Miguel fill us in on what it's like being a dog walker and pet sitter in New York and New York City right now. So Miguel, thank you for coming on today, and, and we genuinely hope that, that you and your family are, are doing well. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's always a, a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, we're doing okay. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to stay positive, uh, trying to keep myself uh, uh, productive as well, and just trying to provide value for whoever can use it at this time. Right. So, so how, how, are, how are you handling and, and doing with this right now? Uh, I'm, once again, just trying to be positive. Uh, I'm still going to work every day. Monday through Friday, I go into the city and I'm walking all over. Uh, and, you know, I don't have, I lost quite a few customers throughout this whole process. But uh, what I'm doing now is uh, I have a few customers who still need me. I have some customers that are, are doctors, nurses that actually work in, in COVID units and they have pets and they still need to get out. And uh, I have a small percentage of customers who are still supporting me just to support me. They don't need the service, which is great. Um, and it's mm. definitely helping me stay afloat. And uh, other than that, uh, I'm just trying to document everything that's going on in the city that I see through my eyes as a dog walker on my Instagram account. And uh, if there's anyone in New York City that needs uh, a walk, if it's a person that's elderly or someone with a compromised immune system, I'm trying to help them out as much as possible as well. So you mentioned that you're still doing quite a bit of work with uh, doctors and nurses, and they're especially busy right now. And that's mm-hmm. a big topic in the pet sitting world is, is how do you and should you care for those people? And I'm curious how, how you are handling that. So as far as if, if should you, uh, it depends on your situation. So me, myself, uh, I'm pretty young. I'm healthy. Uh, so is my wife. And I do have uh, a 19 and 19 month old uh, daughter at home as well. But uh, I don't live with anyone that's elderly and I'm, I'm being r- very careful. So, uh, so if you're in my situation, if you do have customers that still need service, you can kind of like try to weigh the, the risks and see if it's worth it. For me, I, I still want to be able to be there for my customers that need me. And I want to be there for my community as well because my community provides my livelihood uh, throughout, throughout my life. So now that community needs me I, I just want to make myself available but that being said i'm taking every precautionary measure to make sure that i'm staying safe and also, also that i'm not spreading any germs to anyone so whether or not you should or shouldn't be operating at this time that's really up to you and your situation and also the area that, that you operate in as well mm. so those are all things that you should take in consideration yeah it's all about that risk assessment mm-hmm. um absolutely what are you hearing and seeing from, from other dog sitters and, and dog walkers in New York City these days? So it's crazy. Usually, you know, before this, all, this whole uh, coronavirus thing kicked off, you can't walk a city block without seeing a dog walker. 
Uh, now, since this whole thing started and we had uh, the mandatory quarantine the last two weeks, I've seen maybe two dog walkers that I recognize since then. Um, so I'm not really seeing any dog walkers operating right now. And uh, as far as the ones that I've been in contact with, I've had you uh, dog walking and pet sitting companies in New York City that have contacted me through social media asking, you know, what my situation was like, just trying to see, trying to gauge if this is happening with all, with everyone in, within the industry. And uh, they're asking for advice as well. And they're asking for extra customers, extra business that uh, I may have to push over their way. But right now there isn't much to, to go around. Um, but I haven't really, you know, for the most part, I haven't really talked to any pet sitters in New York City. Sure, but s- slow is, is for, for everybody, it sounds like. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've been pretty vocal on on your Instagram account, um, talking about lessons that you've taken away from this. So, I I would love for you to kind of ex- tell us and expand on lessons that you've learned personally, and how and what running a business looks like, having experienced this. So personally, uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned what's really important or what should be my number one priority. And, and I think that's uh, my family first. Uh, I can be, I have a reputation of being quite a workaholic. So just, you know, taking this time to spend more time with my family, I appreciate them. Uh, that's really put that into perspective. Um, also, uh, it's really showed me that, because I'm, I'm, I'm a super independent person and I like to be as self-sufficient as possible. So having a business that I've been running for over 10 years uh, with my blood, sweat and tears and having that taken away from me in a matter of 72 hours, it's really showed, it's been a really humbling experience. And it it just shows me how important community is because uh, the 15% of customers that are still using my services, whether it's because they need me or, or they just want to support me, that's what's keeping me afloat right now. So it just shows me how important community is. And after this is all done, uh, I, I want to get involved in my community and I want to do something and, and uh, dedicate a part of my time and my income to uh, give back to people. So personally, that's how that's some lessons that I've learned. And uh, business wise, it's taught me that it's really important when things are normal to scale and grow your business as much as possible, because a lot of the pet, pet sitters and dog walkers in New York City right now they they don't have any customers to fall back on right now and they have no income coming in. Um, so the time that I took and, and the, the extra effort to scale and grow my business ha- is really paying dividends for me now because I do have some income coming in to help me stay afloat. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, there's that. And, and also uh, before this whole thing happened, the last 12 months or so, my business was really uh, growing a lot. I was really starting to scale it and uh, I was getting a bit worn out. But sometimes when I do get a bit worn out, I kind of like ignore the signs and I just keep pushing forward and, and keep going after the next goal. And uh, sometimes I just ignore the signs, but I feel like the, the universe just put me in a position where it, it gave me no choice but to kind of step back and, you know, look at my business and try to operate it in a way that it doesn't control me, but I control my business. So. I'm going to take this time as well to, uh, you know, work on the systems of my business better so that everything is not so dependent on me. And uh, I need to learn to delegate more, which will help everyone. It will help my staff. It'll help me and it'll help my customers as well. 
something you said there really struck me when you said you've been running this business for over 10 years and you had it taken away from you in 72 hours. That's, you know, that's, that happened to people across the country. And that's Mm -hmm. such a, that feeling is, is almost paralyzing when you realize how quickly everything was taken from you. And I love, I love that you're using this time to, to invest in yourself and to work on that burnout that you had creeping up on you. And cause that's honestly where, where most of us are and about the only thing that we have control over at this point as business mm-hmm. owners is, is what we can do our, for ourselves and our family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that's the reason why I became an entrepreneur because I want to be able to con- control as much as I can on my own. And I don't want to depend on a, on a paycheck from, a, from a boss and, I want to just forge my own path and just, you know, the way this just happened so dramatically and so quickly is just, it's crazy. And it's just, I never thought that this could ever happen, but it is. And, you know, this is also going to teach us a lot as a, as a country, I think. I, I mean, we had it pretty good the last, uh, you know, say hundred years or so we, us as a country, we haven't faced much adversity. So now we're facing adversity, and I think a lot of good is going to come out of this, as well as um, some negative things as well. So l- looking forward, about you know, kind of in that same vein of of when you when you think of when this is all over, how do you think this is going to change dog walking, the pet sitting industry as a whole? Uh, so I think there's going to be some good things and some bad things that's uh, that's going to occur from this whole situation. Uh, uh, one. Being, uh, I think dog owners are going to be a lot more selective as to who they choose to walk their dogs every day and who they choose to uh, care for their dogs in their homes if they do have someone staying in their homes. So I think even after we figure this whole coronavirus thing out and we have a, a vaccine or we have uh, some, some reliable treatment, people are still going to be very spooked for at least a year, I think. So we're really going to, us as a pet sitting industry, we're really going to have to figure out how to put our customers at ease and and show them the different precautions we're taking to keep everything as sanitary as possible and keep everything as clean as possible. Um, And also a negative thing that may occur is that I think that a lot of people are going to figure out that they can work out of home a lot more and not go into work every day. So that's, what that what that's going to mean is going to it's probably going to mean uh, less business to go around. However, I do think because the the since this whole thing happened, I think probably about a, a large percentage of pet sitters out there are probably not going to make it and not going to be able to recover from this. So there's going to be a surplus of available dogs to work with when once everything is is back to normal. So for the, the good pet sitters and dog walkers and dog trainers, dog groomers, whatever the case may be in the, the pet care industry, the good ones that are actually staying connected with their customers, that are still trying to provide value, that are, are passionate about the industry, those are the ones that are really going to rise from this whole situation. And I think that if you, were, if you fall into, under that category of a pet sitter that's really passionate about the industry and passionate about dogs, I think you're probably going to be even better off after this is all done than you were prior to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you touched on something there of of 
people being a lot more selective about allowing people to take care for their dogs. And I think part of that is right now, the unknown is strangers or people Mm -hmm. around you, they have this invisible thing that could kill you. So strangers Mm -hmm. are now being equated to to bad. And so when when, Mm -hmm. you mentioned it of investing in your community and really being visible and really being a part of where you are and where you work and where you are taking care of pets is going to be super important going forward because if they don't know you, you, that's going to be really difficult to get your foot in that door. Absolutely. Uh, It's funny because people in the pet care industry uh, prior to this whole coronavirus thing, there's so many, uh, a big issue with a lot of dog walkers and, and people who care for dogs is they use the excuse of working with dogs as as a way to look like crap and, and not have to like take care of their appearance. Some of these dog mm-hmm. walkers that I see, even prior to the coronavirus, I wouldn't want them within six feet in front of me anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like you see these dog walkers with like hair, their clothes are just completely covered with dog hair, holes in their pants, just like, you know, a full on beard. The, the hair is just out of control. That's, you know, after this whole coronavirus thing is, is, is over and done with, well, I don't know if it's ever going to be over and done with, but once it's under control, uh, dog owners are not going to want people coming to their home looking like that. So you're mm-hmm. really going to have to clean up, clean up after yourself and really, uh, think about your appearance because appearance is, is everything when you don't know someone. Um, so that's something we're going to have to consider as a pet care industry. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's just spot on and something that we should all be really mindful of moving mm-hmm. forward of just, just how cautious clients and people are going to be from this point for the foreseeable future also for for dog walkers and pet sitters that are still willing to operate now if they if they did have uh customers available you got to keep in mind there there is a percentage of customers now that still want the dogs walk that still want to perhaps have their dog boarded because maybe they're at home, they have a lot of work to do, and they can't give their dog the attention it needs, and their dogs are probably being a pain in their butts while they're sitting in front of their computer. They actually would like to send their dogs off to a walk or to be boarded for like a weekend or something, but they're, they're afraid. Uh, so if you're in contact with your customers and find out what it is that they're concerned about, if it's germs and you know, possibly being contaminated, let them know the precautions that you're willing to take to make sure that you keep their apartments or their homes germ-free. Uh, if you look at my Instagram account, uh, one of the recent posts that, that I made was I showed everyone exactly what I'm doing to, to make sure that my customers stay safe and clean. And, you know, I, I wrote down in a list form, you know, I'm cleaning up after the dogs. I'm wiping that. I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing gloves. I'm cleaning my, my, uh, my protective equipment every time I enter or leave a building. And mm. that post alone that caused a couple of my customers to call me and say, Hey, y'all, you know, I actually do want my dog walk, but I was just kind of afraid of, of getting contaminated. But since you're doing all that, you know, maybe you can walk my dog a few days a week and that makes a difference. And, and if their concern is money that they're trying to save money. And if you're willing to go out there and work, perhaps you go offer them a discount throughout this time. Um, but there are just know that there are some customers that still want your service. They just want peace of mind. Yeah. I think you. Know, I, I'm not sure if that was the same post where you gave it as the analogy of fighting a war, 
mm-hmm. the virus and how you compared it to when you were in the military and mm-hmm. that now it's that same mentality and same mindset. So what's your thinking and some of your feelings about viewing this and our responsibility as pet sitters and dog walkers being involved in that war? Yeah, so I want them to be careful with that post because, you know, if there are uh, combat veterans that saw that post or listened to this podcast, I don't want them to think that I'm saying that combat is comparable to, uh, you know, operating uh, a dog walking business in, during a, the coronavirus pandemic. It's, it's different. It's a lot more intense, obviously, if you're in combat. Um, however, it, it is kind of, you know, putting me in that same state of mind. Uh, when I was in Iraq, uh, one of the biggest issue and the scariest thing was not so much getting into engagements and firefights because we were so good and we were so well trained. We were so prepared for that. The scary part was not knowing who the enemy was. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, IEDs, which was these roadside blo- bombs that insurgents were planted to, to blow us up. That was our, uh, our major threat was IEDs and not knowing who the enemy was. And it's kind of similar with the coronavirus. You know, as I'm walking around New York City, which is considered the epicenter of the coronavirus right now, I don't know who's contaminated or not. So every time I'm walking by someone, I, I, I try to keep more than six feet away from them. I try to stay away from them. If I'm walking down the street and someone's in front of me and I, I try to be aware of wh- which way the wind is, is, is blowing, if it's blowing from their direction to me, if I know if they cough and there's a droplet that gets blown from their mouth to me, I can get contaminated. So I don't walk behind people. So I'm just hyper vigilant at this time. And it just reminds me of when I was in the Marines, also surfaces. I don't know what surfaces are contaminated or not. So I'm just so careful with what I touch, um, who I'm around. And I'm just in this hyper state of, uh, of alertness that reminds me of that time. And uh, when I get home from day's work now, I'm just so exhausted because while I'm working less and I have less dogs to work with, it's the mental, the mental part of, of just being in that constant state of awareness is just so exhausting. So when I get home and I can finally relax, uh, it feels very good. Right. How are you finding that you're able to, to, to relax and, and um, basically you know, take care of yourself and that kind of self-care in, at this moment? Uh, when I get home, I, I just kind of, uh, before this whole thing started, uh, when I would get home, it was just straight to my computer to you know, send emails, reply to requests from customers, uh, uh, you know, go on social media and, and reply to people who uh, contact me via DMs. So there was always work after work. Now it's different. When I get home from work, I'm just, uh, I spend time with my wife, spend time with my daughter. Uh, I'm cooking a lot more with my wife, um, watching a lot more documentaries on Netflix, which I never have time to do. I'm reading a lot more books um, and I'm doing things that I, that I didn't do before, which, which feels good and definitely helps charge the battery. So when I wake up the next day, I feel good. You know, I'm ready to go into the city. I'm ready to walk dogs. Uh, before, I was just so overworked that some days I would wake up and I would just wake up with anxiety knowing that I'm going to go through a, another grueling day of work. But this definitely, uh, and also what I noticed now, this, this whole situation has helped me fall in love with caring for dogs again. Mm-hmm. Because like I said before, prior to this happening, uh, the last year or so, I was just growing so much, which, which is great. That's definitely what I want to do. But when I would go to pick up a dog, it was just like, yeah, I'm happy to see you, but I need to get to the other dog. So I need to hurry up to pick up the other dog so I can make time. 
now there's so little dogs available to work with when i when i knock on someone's door and they open the door and, and i see that one of my pack members are wagging his tail like crazy he's just excited to see me he sprints over to me it, it reminds me that this is why i did this this is why i got into the pet care industry i didn't get into the pet care industry to become rich although it's important to grow your business and, and be financially stable I, I got into this because i didn't want to be stuck in an office you know i I did this because I love dogs. I, I love everything about them. I'm, I'm a dog nerd. And this whole situation is really reminding me of that. Really gives you time to, to sit and think and, and remember what you're thankful for. And absolutely. And, and as I love that of, of reminds you of why, why you started in the first place. We all need that every once in a while. Um, right. Definitely. And this one is just letting us know at, at a large scale, like not only our nation, our, the entire planet is letting us know that uh, what's important and what we should be prior, prioritizing, definitely. Yeah, because even two months ago, most of the globe was saying, six months ago, most of the globe was saying, we're too busy. We don't have time for anything. I wish I had mm-hmm. time for this. I wish I had time for that. And now we, we, we literally, legally can't do anything else but spend time with our family if, you know, if they're available and, and, and really sit back and look around and go, okay, what do I need to do? What can I be doing now? Exactly. And and also just think about all the, all the crap that we used to complain about prior to this whole thing. (laughs) If I went to work and went to Starbucks and I ordered my latte and, and and the barista didn't get it right, just ruined my day for like the next three hours. And now, now I'm happy to find a place that's even open to serve coffee, you know? So Mm, so like, you know, know, all the ridiculous things that, we complained about before is just it's not even existing in our heads now and also when you look at social media and you look at the news i mean the the, the weird things that society complained about like like uh, identity politics and those type of things that no one even no one's even talking about that stuff right now we're in a state of survival now and you know everyone's coming together to, to figure this whole thing out and keep each other safe like, it's a lot of good comes out of these situations definitely you know, mm-hmm. and that's the way I'm trying to look at it to, to keep myself, you know, in a positive state of mind. Right. And that's hard. That's not easy. Most, m- most days, you know, that's, that's a struggle to remember that bigger picture and to remember, oh gosh, you know, six months ago, I would have done anything to have this kind of time with my family. Mm-hmm. So I could have cooked with them. And now, mm-hmm. now I have that. So I'm, I'm here and being present in the moment and, and being mm-hmm. thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's- definitely. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, as as a business owner, right now we've got it seems like we've got a lot of time on our hands as we just talked about. Mm-hmm. What are some things we can be doing right now to put ourselves in a good position for whenever things start to pick back up? So first thing I would recommend anyone to do, uh, especially in the service industry and pet care industry, is stay in contact with your clients. Everyone like about once a week or so, you want to send everyone an email and say, hey, I'm just checking in on you guys, see how you're doing, if there's anything that you need, whether it's dog-related or not, just you know, just know that I'm here and I'm willing to help you. And uh, so that's the first thing I want you to do, stay in contact with your customers. Uh, two, you should be learning as much as possible right now. Um, you should be reading a book a week, whether it's on you know, dog training, uh, dog behavior, uh, a business book, or self-improvement. You should, you should be taking this opportunity to improve as much as possible. If you're just going to stay, you know, binge watching Netflix and playing video games, you're not going to be ready. 
or there's going to be a lot of other pet sitters out there that can be more ready than you. And the little bit of customers you had prior to this are going to go over to them. So you want to be prepared in that way. You want to educate yourself, improve yourself. Also, you want to kind of reflect back at your business and, and look at the three major functions of a business, which is marketing and sales, uh, fulfillment, which is the actual operations of a business, whether you're a dog walker, provide pet sitting or dog training, whatever the case may be. And, and the last part is the administrative side, which is all the finances. How do you uh, collect payments and uh, all the numbers of your business? You know, those three component, components, you want to reflect back and, and see where you need help with. You know, where, where, where can you improve? Can you improve in your fulfillment? How can you make your service better? Uh, can you improve in your marketing and your sales? We all need to work on that, no matter how good we are. See how you can do that. You know, look at your social media. Look at your website. How can you, how can you improve those things? Um, you know, learn sales. People think that because we're in a service business that we don't have to sell. That's very incorrect. Uh, you have to sell. And the way you sell is different from selling a product. You sell by uh, gaining people's potential customers' trust. And you, and you sell by letting your customers know uh, what sets you apart from other people. So learn about that. Read books on that. Um, and as far as the uh, administrative side, that's my least favorite side of business. And uh, what I'm going to do when this is, you know, when the whole coronavirus is under control, I'm going to delegate as much as that as possible. So I could just pour all my energy and effort into marketing and sales and fulfillment. Because uh, I'm not good with the administrative side. And I rather, there's people that actually like doing that stuff. So I'm going to just delegate that as much as possible. So that's an example of what I'm going to work on in my business uh, with you and not you in particular, but anyone else listening to this. Uh, maybe your marketing and sales needs work. Maybe your fulfillment needs work. Um, so that's what you should be doing. Uh, also, what you should be doing is providing service to people right now any way you can. So if you have a social media and you're a dog trainer, you have knowledge on, on, on dog training that other people don't have, offer what, what you know. Right now, you should be posting videos on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. Uh, t- tutorial videos on how to care for dogs, uh, on how to train dogs, on how to groom dogs. Because right now, people, they still need dog grooming, but they're afraid to uh, uh, get their dog groomed. But do a tutorial video on YouTube and, and show people how to groom their dogs properly. Mm. Uh, of, cor- of course, when things are back to normal, they'd rather have someone else do that. But right now, providing that service to someone, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, providing that tutorial to someone when things get back to normal who, who are they going to call when they need a dog room? they're going to call you so yeah. that's why you should, you should be stay as active as possible and provide as much value to everyone as possible it's it's funny you should mention the dog grooming because just today i had somebody a client reach out and ask if we did dog grooming because all the dog groomers in our town have closed and they're only providing like self groom stations they're not they're not touching anybody's dogs and i i thought for a moment of like should I offer dog? No, you don't want to see my dog. You don't want to see, you wouldn't want your dog back after, after I'm done grooming it. But it, it, it made me think and go, okay, that may be a service we can add once we, you know, we can get some training and we can get practice and, we, you know, we can, that may be something we can work on mm-hmm. during this time so that we can offer that uh, when, when things open back up. But it just, it just hit me of like, wow, like there, there is so much to still add and learn and to be doing right now. It's true. And, and think about if, if you're a, I always say this on my Instagram, on my dog, this TV page, and I've mentioned it to you before from chats that we've had in the past, whether or not you're a dog trainer or not, if you're in the pet care industry, it, 
it's so essential to know about dog training and know about dog behavior because it, it if you do you can provide so much more value for your customers than any other business that doesn't have that knowledge so let's just say this whole coronavirus thing goes on and it, it affects the pet care industry and service industry for the next three months before things get better again do you know how much you can learn about dog training and dog behavior in three months if you really uh, uh, immerse yourself into it and there's so many amazing books from great dog trainers from around the world that you can be reading there are online webinars that you can take that are not that expensive uh, there are youtube videos from a lot of different dog trainers that you could be checking out right now so at the end of these three months when the summertime comes and and hopefully by then at least by then uh, hopefully things are back to normal you you now have this valuable skill that people are willing to pay for and you don't have to be certified you can get certified you know online throughout this time too but you don't have yeah. to be certified if you just know your stuff and you could help someone with their dog that has like severe behavior issues and you could turn that around that's a, a very valuable service that people are, are willing to pay a lot of money for so you can use this time to gain skills to help your business to help you earn more money later on thinking about the pet sitters and dog walkers across the country right now who who maybe are you know they're obviously business is, is basically zero for all basically all, almost all of us and mm -hmm. they may be in not sure what the future looks like i was curious mm -hmm. if you have any words of encouragement that you would give to them or for others yeah. um, who, yeah. are, who are listening uh well one if you're so worried about all the business that you lost and you know, all these customers that you lost throughout this whole coronavirus pandemic, just understand that your customers, they want things to go back to normal as much as you do. Mm -hmm. So the moment that, that, that things are under control, they're going to call you back. However, once again, like, I'm going to keep harping on this. You have to be prepared for that. And the way to be prepared is staying in, in contact and uh, setting yourself up and your business up to be ready for those customers whenever they do come back. And like I said before, because so many people in the dog care industry are going to, I think, die off after this, there's going to be a surplus of business available to you if you're a good pet sitter. So you also have to like, recruit people to help you run your business. You're going to have to hire pet sitters. You're going to have to hire dog walkers. So start networking now. So if, you, uh, if there are people in your community that are, are pet sitters and you, and you see on social media that they're struggling, it, it'd be a good opportunity to uh, collaborate and work together so that when things get back to normal, maybe you could have other, uh, uh, other people that have an entrepreneurial spirit that have the same goal that you have. And if you combine powers and work with them, you'll be ready for that, for whatever comes at you when things are back to normal. And that's something that, I'm, that I want to do because in New York City, I mean, the, the pet care, dog walking business has just been absolutely decimated. So there, there are a lot of dog walkers out there and pet sitters and dog trainers that are hurting right now. And they're very good at their jobs, but they're not very good entrepreneurs. They don't know how to grow and scale a business. I have that knowledge. So I, I would like to kind of join forces with all of them. So once things are back to normal, we can do something great together. Yeah. I, working together to get through this. And, and everybody has skills and ideas and expertise to contribute and leaning into those is, is 
is really essential right now. So because, as you mentioned, everyone's struggling. So we're we're better together. And that sounds so cliche, but it really mm-hmm. is true. Of you know, I, I don't know how to how to grow and market, but that's something you're amazing at. So let's team up and let's exactly. let's, let's get this and continue to serve the community that we all love so much. Absolutely, and, and also if if you're a pet sitter and you know you lost ninety percent, hundred percent, whatever the case may be of your business. Uh, just don't fall into a depression and, and, you know, sadness and, and don't start to feel sorry for yourself because everyone is, is hurting right now. You know, whether it's financially, you know, businesses all over America just shut down, whether it's financially, that's the case, uh, whether it's health-wise, people who actually contracted the, the, the virus and have family members who have, people who have lost family members, they're hurting that way. Think about people's mental state right now. People are being isolated and quarantined in their homes. Think about the depression, anxiety that people are going through. So everyone is hurting right now. It's not just you. So it, it, when you, you when you understand it, you put that into perspective. And instead of just staying home, being depressed, try try to help people. You, you, even if it's not, don't even think about business right now. Think about your neighbor. Think about the old lady neighbor that lives down the block and that you never see people visit her. Perhaps you need someone to go to the supermarket for her. And when you do that and you help someone, it feels good. Like, for example, I, there was a lady in, in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Uh, she wasn't one of my customers, but she's uh, 92 years old, uh, has a little Maltese, and she doesn't have any family. But a neighbor of hers contacted me on an Instagram and said, hey, uh, can you uh, possibly stop by and, and give this lady's dog a walk a couple of days a week? And, you know, I, I stopped by, I picked up her dog. I was very careful not to touch anything. And it, it was just so rewarding just seeing her a big smile on her face. She was just so happy that someone was able to walk her dog. But she was also happy to see someone. She was happy mm-hmm. to to have someone that actually cared that, that came to check in on her. And, you know, I mean, that's rewarding as well. So if you're feeling depressed, I always tell people, whenever you're feeling depressed and you're feeling down, help other people. That always mm-hmm. helps me feel better. Mm. I, I love that so much, Miguel. People need to really hear that and and let that sit and rattle around in their brains just help people that's right it's it's where 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 we are all right now so uh miguel thank you for coming on today and sharing with us and and giving us so much encouragement um how can people get in touch with you and follow along and 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 get you know your instagram and, and all of that stuff right now sure so if anyone in the pet care industry uh we're all hurting right now. If you needed some advice, you need help, you're in a bad place mentally, uh, business-wise, whatever the case may be, you can send me an email, citydogpack at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram under citydogpack or dogbiztv, which is my uh, business advice channel. Um, and you can find me on Facebook as well, I think, citydogpack. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, Miguel, again, um, glad that you and your family are doing well and will continue to, to, to stay in touch. And we, we wish you guys all the best and, and, and really mean that from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you very much. I just want to say you guys are doing an amazing job with the podcast. Uh, I've been listening uh, this past week. I listened to a few episodes. You guys are doing an amazing job. And I think that you guys are going to be the next big, big thing when it comes to, to podcasts about the pet sitting industry. Thank you very much, Miguel. That means an awful lot. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a good night. Same to you. Bye. Not much I'm going to try and add to that. Just help people, I think, is the single takeaway that we all need to be considering as we move 
forward through COVID-19 and the impacts that it's having, not just on our businesses, but on the people and our community around us. Megan and I are doing several episodes each week, so to make sure you don't miss a new one, make sure that you are subscribed in whatever podcast app you are listening, or visit our website, PetCenterConfessional.com, to get all the latest updates there. Also, if you're struggling right now, mentally, emotionally, or with your business, or anything going on, we want to hear from you. We've set up a voicemail that you can call, 636-364-8260. Let us know how you are doing. Until next time.